Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The good news is that Carmelo Hayes was here at the start of this week's episode of NXT, which I hope means he's fine after that terrifying fall he had on Smackdown. Also, hello, my friends, and welcome to Ups and Downs for NXT. And as I always tell you, it's just a review show, it's just a recap show, it's just me giving you my opinions, and you're allowed to look at me like, how did you ever get this job? It's a great question. Why was I even born onto this planet? I don't know. Somebody ring my mother. Let's suck those downs. But it was straight into the Dusty Classic here, because it was Trick Williams and Carmella Hayes coming together as the best of friends. They were taking on Malik Blade and Idris Anofe. Screw the match, though, because that's the theme of this week's episode of NXT. This is all about the story, because even though they were going to win here, there was going to be a twist in the tale. I really did think this was super fun, though. While Malik and Anofe are still a work in progress, every time I see them, they just get a little bit better. And towards the end of this, they were just going, near for one, two, ooh, near for one, two, ooh. Why can't we make it happen? Now we're sad. Blade was able to do this with a big old elbow, and Idris tried as well with a DDT. But like I tell you, nothing was working, and they got frustrated. Malik then got carried away because he went from a dive and totally missed. I think this must have surprised Edris, because he turned around and he got smashed with a codebreaker. They allowed Carmelo to tag in Williams, who hit his big old knee, which is becoming the most popular move of 2024 wrestling, and he got the 1-2-3. Make sure you store that away in your brain too. Trick got the W. So they are going to progress to the next round, but they may be in for a little bit of bother. And we'll get there in just a second. But I tell you, when it does come to Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams, they have just gotten so damn good. You could call them up tomorrow. Give it a nap. Sarah Henley was then doing an interview because she will be in that Women's Battle Royal later. And she essentially told you, well, I've been given this a lot of thought and I think I'm going to win. From nowhere, though, she ended this by going, yee-haw, bitch. <laughs> Which I guess is her new catchphrase. I was like, you know what? I've heard worse. This is when our new North American champion, Oba Femi, made his way to the ring. I'm just going to tell you this. He rules. He's also wonderfully nuts because he got a microphone and told us the reason I won this belt is because it's a prophecy foretold. Because he is destined to be the biggest and strongest of all time. And also, look at all these challenges he has has to overcome. And because all of that, I think he said he has a divine right over the audience. That was it. I was like, yep, I'm in. He also threatened to quite literally crush people. So I was having the best time. And I was like, I wonder who is going to interrupt here. And it was Dragon Lee. That kind of surprised me. I thought he was going to make a home on Smackdown. He also put over Femi Massive here because he said nobody has ever made a bigger impact on NXT than you. I was like, all right, calm, Dragon. That's a little bit too much. And of course, he wanted his rematch. Now, while the fans clearly like Obar, they kept doing this oof, 
thing when he was doing his promo. I guess he's meant to be a heel because he looked at this mythical creature and said no. I mean, actually, he said he had to ponder on this, so he's like some kind of jacked philosopher. I'll tell you what confused me. Why didn't Dragon Lee just go and breathe fire in his face? Sammy then did just walk away, so I suppose we will do this at some point. But my favourite thing about it is that you have two very specific characters here and they feel nothing alike. That really is NXT's calling card. I'm giving it an up. It's so over the top and wonderful. Eddie Thorpe and Trey Bearhill were then in the back bonding because they do have similar backgrounds. When Dijak just walked in, and because Dijak is a crazy person, he fell out with Trey, and now later, they're gonna have a match. It's like, geez, Di, you gotta calm down. This is why we did get right into the narratives, though, because Ilya Dragunov was finally back on NXT, and he found Trick Williams and essentially said, listen, I'm really sorry I had to go away, but we do have Vengeance Day coming up, so we can do our world title match right then, right now. So you can imagine how Carmelo Hayes reacted to this, because he was like, wait a minute, Trick, you can't do that. That's meant to be the evening of the Dusty Classic Finals, and I believe in this team, so how the flub are you going to do both? Not gonna lie, small voice in my stomach was, well, he can just do both, but we'll get to that later. We then had this tag team match that we did set up seven days ago because it was champion Lyra Valkyria and her stalker Tatum Paxley taking on Lola Vice and Electra Lopez. Now, this was really weird because, of course, Tatum is a little bit obsessed with Lyra. So when she got to the ring, not only was she dressed just like her, but she was doing all of her moves and she was doing all of her taunts. Now, I saw somebody on that there internet compare this to Mickey James and Trish Stratus, and it is of a similar ilk, but I'm just going to tell you straight down this camera... They are not going as far as that one. I was kind of screaming at the TV going, Lyra, I don't think you should have tagged with this person. But that did tie into the finish because eventually Valkyria got the hot tag and she was running wild. But amazingly, even though Paxley had her ass kicked, she took a Phoenix down and she blind tagged herself back in. Now, I suppose this was a success because after Lopez had been taken out with a crossbody, Valkyria was about to be booted in the face, but Paxley got in the way. She took the kick because she's a very nice stalky, whatever you want to call it. But because she was not out, she fell onto Lola and she got the flute one, two, three. Now, my favorite thing about this is, like I've already said, she got hit with a crossbody, meaning technically a crossbody won the match. This is another case where the match is like, all right, it's fine. You're never going to think about it again. But because it has such shenanigans around it, well, I can't help but be entertained by it. And afterwards, Lyra was looking at Tatum like, well, clearly you're a psychopath, but maybe I do like you. So I'll tell you this for free. It is definitely going to go bad. Just so silly. I like it. Ariana Grace was then in the back and she was just basically telling the whole women's locker room, I'm going to win the Battle Royal, when one by one, all these women just left. And you would do. If there's a door and someone's annoying you, just go. This led right into Ridge Holland versus Joe Coffey, which we had also set up last week. I guess it was all right. It was just big men clapping man meat. Sort of. Because really this went far shorter than I assumed it was going to do. And basically, after Ridge had slapped Joe for a while and Joe had slapped him for a while, Holland picked him up on his shoulder, he hit the power slam, and he got the one, two, three. Now, of course, Gallus whooped Ridge Holland's ass afterwards, but nobody came out to save Ridge. The whole time I was like, isn't Holland a heel? Because he injured Ilya Dragunov, but then he did feel bad. But I thought we were going to head in that direction, and then we didn't. What? So I suppose the feud does have to continue after Ridge gets two friends. I don't know, something just doesn't really click here. I'm not 100% sure why Rich Holland is back on NXT. I thought he was doing all right on SmackDown. So it is way too early to make a judgment call, but this was sort of just there. As already established very well, I like it when NXT goes absolutely mad. So I am going to give it a down. I mean, it wasn't bad, 
But again, you could just do a little bit more with it. NXT Anonymous was then showing us that JC Jane is still trying to save Chase U. Honestly, JC, you've got to speed up because they are in trouble. Well, we just got the best interview with Bron Breaker and Baron Corbin. So whoever did decide to put these two together absolutely deserves a prize. Because from nowhere, Bron just told Baron, oh, by the way, I think we should be the wolf dogs. Now, Baron was not impressed with that at all. He was like, what did you just say? And after some amazing back and forth, he did repeat the name when Baron found out that Breaker had come up with this in the shower. <laughs> he just melted down and Bron was like, no, I wasn't thinking about you in the shower. I was thinking about the team. Damn it, would you leave me alone? Seriously though, the timing here and just the goofy wrestling for life was so well done. And it's even funnier because these two dudes are massive. So now I think they should win the Dusty Classic. And honestly, if you wanted to bring them up to the main roster as a team, I wouldn't be against it at all. You should go and watch this. Within two minutes, they just showed off what they can do. I'm giving it up. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. When he was back to the Dusty Classic after this, it was good. Because it was the LWO taking on Chase U. Once again, poor Chase U, they are not having a good time. Because they still lost here, which is even more terrible, because of course JC Jane had taken Andre Chase out of the match and said that Duke Hudson should team with Riley Osborne, and they still weren't able to do it. I presume if you win a match, you get more money than if you lose a match, and damn it, the school needs cash. Duke made a huge error too, because he thought he had the match won, but he had no idea that Joaquin Wilde had actually tagged in, and this wild man, the clue is in the name, he did go totally bonkers. I mean, he hit this mad dive and this amazing tornado DDT to the floor, so honestly, in the last few weeks, he has leveled up. He carried on with the springboard moonsault where he tagged in Cruz del Toro, who just hit a picture-perfect Phoenix splash, and they got a 1-2-3. This was just whoop dilly doo, flippy dippy doo da, but it was so entertaining to watch. I know the LWR are basically on SmackDown, but they're also on NXT, but you could still do more with them. Up. Adriana Rizzo was then having some kind of a meltdown because she was so scared about making her debut in the Battle Royal when the D'Angelo family essentially walked up and was like, forget about it. Because that's what they do, they're stereotypes. We then cut back to the commentary desk when Joe Gacy was here in like an ill-fitting outfit and also basically cosplaying as like a retro WWF announcer. <laughs> what is going on with this guy? We also then got some exclusive footage which was essentially setting up Von Wagner versus Noam Dar for the Heritage Cup. And that took me back a little bit. I was like, oh yeah, where has Von Wagner and Robert Stone been? I mean, they were back together here, but do you remember all those skits that happened around Christmas time? 
then they must have gone for a really long walk. It all led into Dijak versus Trey Bearhill, though. Once again, I just thought this was all right. I prefer it when it does have a bit of story, but really, it kind of feels like we're moving Dijak into a better position, and we absolutely should. That should be a push of 2024. Now, I also think this Bearhill has all the potential in the world, because of course, he is still kind of brand new at this, and we did tease the win, because at one point, Dijak was getting into it with Joe Casey on commentary. And man, Joe gave him a headbutt. I think he's going to regret it. Trey didn't care, though, because he just wanted the victory. So he unleashed this mega combo. But sadly for him, it didn't work. And Dijak essentially just booted him in the head. And he booted him in the head. And he booted him in the head. And he pinned him for the one, two, three. And then about three seconds later, he was brawling with Joe Gacy. What did I tell you? Lexus King also took advantage of this because he dropped Trey Bearhill from behind. I was like, why are you mad at him, bearded man? You took him out of the breakout tournament. He should be pulling your limbs off. So I suppose these are two matches we can do at Vengeance Day. But again, let's take Dijak and put him in a much better position. He has totally reinvented himself since flipping Retribution. That was always going to be quite tough. So fair play to that guy. Up When JBL was just randomly backstage. He walked up to Josh Briggs, I guess, because he likes Josh Briggs. And Josh was like, oh, Bradshaw, please give me some advice. So JBL went proper old school wrestler. He's like, well, who is Josh Briggs? I was him, I'd be like, that doesn't help at all. Now his whole point is that he needs to understand who he is deep inside if he is going to be successful. And maybe this is a pairing, or maybe it was a one-off. I don't know. Trick and Carmelo were back after this when finally Williams figured it out. He was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why don't I compete in the Dusty Classic final and have my world title match? They started doing the dance of joy. Now, I'm not sure Hayes was cool with this at all, but you already know what's going to happen. They probably won't win the Dusty Classic. Then Carmella will be mad, and he will screw Trick Williams out of his shot with Dragunov. We'll do that feud. Carmella Hayes will lose, and then he shall be called up to the main roster. Whoops, bang, close it down. When we did indeed get to our 20-person battle royal, it actually starts out quite sad. Because we did learn that recently on a house show, Cora Jade has torn her ACL, so she's going to need surgery and she's probably gonna be out anywhere from six to 12 months. That absolutely sucks. Even more so, because Cora only just came back to NXT, so honestly, I send all the positive thoughts in the world. That is such a hard thing to try and get through, but I hope she does come back ASAP continues to kick all the ass. Otherwise, though, we did have Jada Parker, Adriana Rizzo, Gigi Dolan, Jakira Jackson, Lash Legend, Izzy Dane, Kalani Jordan, Roxanne Perez, Stevie Turner, Fallon Henley, Lola Vice, Electra Lopez, Taylor Paxley, Blair Davenport, Carmen Petrovich, Ariana Grace, Rensley Claire, who is the debut in Maddie Rankowski, and she'll do really well in NXT, Thea Hall, JC James, and Brindley Reese. There we go. Now, I do want to point out this was a really well done battle royal with stories all going in the place when we got to the final four. And of course, then it turned into a regular match because those were the stipulations. It was Perez, Jordan, James and Henley too. And honestly, I could say good things about all of these guys. But Kalani Chains at the moment is just coming out week after week and being like, oh man, low key, I'm really good and you better deal with this. I also presumed that Cora Jade was going to win this. So that is also a very upsetting thing. But Kalani, once again, took advantage of this. And at one point she did this Asaya Moonsault. And I was like, what are you doing? Because I thought it was still Rumble Rules. I forgot that it was no longer elimination. Everybody was then just flying around doing stuff when Roxanne hit a damn Super Frankensteiner. So this was crazy. When Jordan was back too, and she also went by. It looked like she was going to murk James as well, but just when she went for something off the top rope, Izzy Dane was there, and she pulled her friend out of the ring, which meant Kalani went right into the mat. 
damn. Very handily pressed by this from afar, and she ran in. She booted her in the face, and she hit the Pop Rocks to get the one, two, three. And that is a smart move, because Roxanne Perez could also be on the main roster tomorrow, and she'd fit in like a glove. So if you want to do a good women's title match, She's the guy. Now, of course, Lara Vakiria came out afterwards to look at Roxanne Perez, because that's what you do to start any good feud. This was a really good main event, and one of the better battle roles I've seen in some time. The NXT Women's Division is on fire right now. Give me a nap. It also kind of makes me think that Lyra will be victorious here, which means Perez can go to Raw or SmackDown. There's nothing wrong with that. And overall, I shall give NXT an up. I know it's an acquired taste, but man, do I like to drink that Kool-Aid. Works for me. Now, please do click the video on the screen, which is ups and downs for Raw, to make sure you get all of your Simon Miller thoughts for the week, because why wouldn't you want that? Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Leave a comment below and go, Simon, I'm so sick and tired of your positivity. Such a bind to be happy. Take care, my friends. Goodbye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.